With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Right into this world All alone Gotta take your soul You're on your own A crow flies straight A perfect line Welcome everyone, it is Monday and this is Way In Sports Talk, I'm your host Brian Tarvin and I'll be joined today with, actually he's going to be the host today of this program, Mr. Sonny Clark, the couch potato, he is the, the host of That Being Said, he is the hardest working man in sports radio and we're excited to bring you a show today, we know it's a holiday, you know we're off work for the most part, but we're going to talk about this. AFC Championship game yesterday between Denver and New England and also the NFC Championship game, which if you thought the game was the most entertaining part, then you missed the post-game comments from Richard Sherman. So Sonny's going to be here with us momentarily. He's going to be calling in, and we're going to let him post this show for the next, let's say, hour, hour and a half at the most. And then tonight he'll be hosting his show on that being said him and Cuervo, hopefully I can stop in and say hello, but the thoughts is what we want to, I want to hear Sonny Clark's thoughts of Richard Sherman's comments after the game, and we're going to let Sonny, like I said, Sonny's going to be the host of this show, we're going to turn it over to him right now, Sonny, how are you doing? I'm doing well, but hey, I need you to take over for just a minute, because I have an important call that I have to take, it's from my father, okay, so I'll be right back in one second. All right, thanks, bud. All right, that was Sonny Clark. He'll be right back. But, but you know, most games, most games don't live up to the hype, guys. When we watch, when we watch any kind of championship game, semifinals, it just seems like most of the time they don't live up to the hype. To me, Denver, New England, didn't live up to the hype. You had an injury early. Peyton Manning threw for 400 yards, two touchdowns, rarely threw an incompletion. But the Seattle San Francisco game to me was oh, it, it really it really lived up to the hype, and now we have a Super Bowl set with Seattle Seahawks. One thing, how are they going to play in a neutral site? We have the Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning going to the Super Bowl. What a matchup this is going to be! I think the early odds of this game, Denver is favored two and a half points. So we'll see. I, I think honestly. I think the line should be lower. I think it should be, honestly, a pick em because you have some secondary right now with Seattle that can that can slow down passing games like Peyton Manning. And let's, let's not forget the weather in this game, what the weather is going to be like. It's going to be in the teens probably. I can't look two weeks into the future and tell you the weather, but I can bet you it's going to be in the teens of temperature. It could be some snow, uh, very uncomfortable temperatures. And that can slow down a passing game, weather conditions like this. So it really depends on who can run the football, who's more physical. But when I look at Seattle, they're just a more physical team than Denver. 
just to me. And, and I'm still not sold on Russell Wilson being the quarterback, but you never know. Anytime you get to a, a one-and-done game, the winner-take-all, two weeks in between for two great coaches to prepare. Well, one great coach, Pete Carroll. And, Sonny, when you're back, just let me know, buddy. Not sold on him, but let's let's not fool ourselves. This game's nothing to do with anybody on Denver's staff except for Peyton Manning. He calls the shots. This could be his last game. If he wins, he could ride off into the sunset. And I just wonder how much trash talking is going to be going on between the teams in two weeks. Denver doesn't look like a team to me that's going to trash talk much. Will Sherman shut his mouth? for two weeks and not say anything disrespectful, which I, I really don't believe he can. Or or is he going to come out and start trash-talking Peyton Manning, saying that, that he's nothing, he's washed up or, or something? But the, the comments last night after the game, Aaron Andrews was taken off guard by this guy. Richard Sherman comes out. He calls out Michael Crabtree. He calls him a, a sorry receiver and, and mentions himself as the best in the game. I just want to know people's thoughts on this. What did you think of Richard Sherman's comments last night? That's, that's really what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to we're going to break down both games. I mean, both exciting games. Tom Brady, very disappointing year because he didn't have any weapons to throw to. I want to hear Sonny's comments on how Tom Brady played yesterday and back how the entire New England team played and the officiating. I know we're going to be talking about the officiating. I, I think both games were we're just not well officiated, in my opinion. And I could be wrong. That's where you guys come in. But it sets the stage, like we talked about, for a, for a Super Bowl where both both states have legalized marijuana, I believe. So some people are calling this the smoke bowl. And I don't know what y'all think about this, but it says, uh, headline, Manning raised $24,800 for 31 Obama calls last night. Uh, never never knew this this could happen. Didn't know he could make money. But anyway, we want to know where Cuervo's at today. Maybe Cuervo can stop in and join us. But let's look at the the stats of these games real quick. Let's start off with New England and let's let's try to find out what happened really looking at the stats. Denver won the game twenty six to sixteen. Actually that's what I predicted. The Patriot or the Broncos to win by ten, Sonny. And let's look at the stats. Manning, 400 yards passing. I mean, that's unbelievable. 32 of 43, averaging almost 10 yards per completion. I mean, that's that's saying a lot in the AFC Championship game. Total yards, 507 Denver, 320 for New England. And remember last week when we saw New England just run wild on the Indianapolis Colts and Foxborough, well, they didn't have that much success this time. 64 yards on the ground, 107 for Denver. So neither team really dominated and, and imposed their will. This was all about the quarterbacks in this game. Look at Tom Brady's stats, 24-38, 256 yards passing. Um, he was sacked twice in this game. But, but one thing that stood out to me in this game when you start talking about stats Peyton Manning did not get touched last night. I think he might have been hurried one time in this game. The defensive line of New England had did nothing to make him uncomfortable. And any time you let arguably the best quarterback in history, Sonny, you there? Throw 
Yeah, I'm here. I mean, you, think you about there? this. Peyton, Peyton, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep, I, I, I'm, I'm back. Thanks for letting me grab that up. Go ahead. Where were you at now? I'll jump in. Well, I was just talking about Peyton Manning last night, 32 of 43. And one thing that stood out to me, Sonny, is maybe he got hurried one time, but he never got knocked down, sacked, anything. And anytime you let a, the best quarterback, arguably, of all time sit back in a pocket, he's going to tear you apart. What are your thoughts on this game? Well, I'll tell you, it, just uh, just upon that point alone, this was a situation where Peyton Manning actually went to their front line and uh, he said, listen, I got a bum ankle. I can't get hit. So you do whatever you got to do. I can't get hit. We're going to make it to the Super Bowl. And I don't think Peyton Manning will say this out there, but Peyton Manning knows they're only going to go as far as they're going to do it. Look at the defense. Although it showed up yesterday, there's still uh, there's still a defense that can be uh, you know put up and shown up right there on national TV at any given time. So I think what that was a big time. And here's another thing. When you look at Peyton Manning and that whole situation, you know, I'm hearing about a Hatib or that defensive back that got knocked out that's really good. Um, here, here's the thing. When that guy went out, guess what? That, all bets were off at that point. If you're Peyton Manning, uh, all bets are off. I'm going to, I am going to expose that very, very, very <laughs> – bad defensive back who could not keep up with it. And, hey, and you can say what you want, and I put it in the post directly to you. This is really simple. You know, if it gets to the point in the Super Bowl where Richard Sherman, okay, and he doesn't go Richard Sherman's way, I I can just hear Peyton Manning say, you know what, I respected you. I didn't throw the football your way because, guess what, you're the best cornerback in the NFL. But guess what, I got the Super Bowl ring now. So that's what, you know, when when I look at Peyton Manning, he just says, takes a look at what is in front of them, and, hey, what is going to be more successful? Is it going to be throwing it to Sherman? Is it going to be throwing his way? Are you going to be that successful or not? Now, uh, you know, as far as Peyton Manning is concerned, what he did is he just found a hole in the defense and he exploited it for the rest of the day. I don't care how it happened, whether it was Wes Welker hitting him and all this other crap. I don't care. Guess what? He can only control what's in front of him at that point. And guess what? He exposed them. He took it away, and if if New England wants to blame it on one guy on the defensive side of the ball that they did not get the job done, that's that's a cop out because you have to remember they didn't score in the first half of this football game. So that you know, three points, whoop de do. Yeah. You're not going to win football games, and I don't care if you're the New England Patriots at that point. Well, well, Sonny, I'm going to say this, and then I want you to host the show and go any direction that you want to go, but. Peyton Manning, I mean, this Seattle team, yeah, everybody talks about how great their defense is, but I don't know what you think. They haven't been tested like they're about to be tested. I mean, you just you just don't know what it's like to play Peyton Manning from what I hear unless you've been against him. He will take your strengths and he will use them against you. He'll go against your strengths and he'll Absolutely. frustrate you. And then, he, and then he's going to pick them apart. I just don't know, Seattle, how good they're going to be away from that that home field advantage, really. So, hey, Sonny, you take over from right here, and I'm going to be here co-hosting with you. So I just want to go in the direction you want to go. 
Absolutely. I just, you know, I'm I'm just sure there's lots of talk going out there, and we're just kind of looking it over. And you're absolutely right. When you take a look at Peyton Manning and the way that he puts himself, you can find, you can have the best strength in the world. Peyton Manning, for, and I will tell you, before the Super Bowl, will know every strength and every weakness of the Seattle defense. And he will expose that defense because that's just the kind of quarterback he is if he gets that time. And we're going to go back to what we were just talking about right there. Peyton Manning is going to sit there and say, listen, I'm on a bum knee or a bum, a bum ankle, and we got to make sure that I don't get hit. Do what you got to do. If you got to hold, hold. We'll figure out a way to get out there because let's look at it in reality. When Peyton Manning's out on the football field, he's scoring 75% of the time. Okay, so he doesn't have to worry about Seattle in reality because let's just say they are that good. They're not going to stop him 50% of the time, so he's going to score half the time that he's out on the football field. Do you expect that from Seattle? I don't expect that from Seattle because when I take a look at that football team and what they got going offensively, there's nobody there, whether it's the guys that are supposed to be there and now they're going and saying that – Doug Baldwin is the number one, or whatever. They still don't <laughs> compare, even that way. So, you know, I, I look at the football game, and I'm wondering, and I'll ask you this, when Peyton Manning, if you're going to get Peyton Manning two weeks of just nonstop study, okay, I think you're in trouble before the, before the, the clock starts out on the football field. I, I totally agree, and I think that's why Vegas has Denver a favorite in this game. If if you hear everybody in the nation, you know, they talk about it, San Francisco, Seattle, the winner's Super Bowl champion, but Vegas is not stupid. I think they understand mismatches. Nope. They under, they understand a lot of things, and that's what worries me if I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. How am I going to score enough points to outduel Peyton Manning? I mean, this is a, a Denver team yep. that's punted one time, Sonny. They punted one time in the mm-hmm. postseason. They, they can't yep. be stopped, and if you don't get pressure on Peyton Manning, you're done. And I don't think Seattle can outscore him or get enough pressure to stop him. Yeah, and Peyton Manning's going to realize, well, I don't throw it to Sherman's side. I got enough weapons I can go elsewhere. And that's huge. That's a big difference. I mean, Sherman is a, is a guy, and Sherman is a good player. Now, I don't want to put that out there, okay? His antics and everything else, obviously, we're going to talk about that. But as far as talent on the football field, Peyton Manning might not even go his way. And so at that point, when I look at what Peyton Manning can do at any given time, you know, his advantage is knowing the talent on his football team compared to what's on the other side, and he will exploit any weakness, and before you know it, he may take that one shot against Sherman. And if he's able to sneak it in, who knows, he may still go that way, because, you know, Michael Crabtree made a very valid point in the locker room, which he did very well, he kept his mouth shut, break the film down. I mean, you know, you, you look at Sherman, he's been burned before, but the numbers do say that, you know, guess what? He is the best one out there, but it's that one time that he's not able to get that hand in there. It's that one time he trips accidentally in covering someone. Those are the kind of things that Peyton Manning know, and he knows if there's a way of something that he can take advantage of, and that's what it, what it is. Uh, you know, Denver, Denver handled 
you know, New England all day long there. You know, if you want to put it on the defensive side of one guy not being out on the football field at one given time, so be it. You can blame it that way. But they still didn't score. And not only that, they controlled the clock in the second half of that football game, and I'm talking about the Denver Broncos. They, they went on long drives. I mean, I, I was like, geez, are they ever going to get a hold of it? Are they going to be able to get the ball in the second half? Well, they didn't get it a lot, and that really kind of hurt them as well. And now, of course, the stories are out there, and I'm going to ask you about this. Stories are that Tom Brady had some ligament damage in his hands. You know, guess what? I find that as an excuse because the guy was one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Yeah, and if, if that's the case, why didn't we hear about it before? You know, I, I just I don't like this. Somebody, it's like Clowney played earlier this year. He didn't even have a tackle. Well, guess what? After the game, he was dehydrated and he was suffering from a stomach virus. If you're healthy enough, to, if you're healthy enough to be out there and take the snaps, then I don't want to hear it. I mean, I'm just not one of those people like that. The problem with Brady is he doesn't have enough weapons, Sonny. And and you look at Denver's side yep. of the football and offense; they have playmakers everywhere. On third down, you know Peyton has four or five choices. Tom Brady has one, and it's very difficult when you can't right. run the football on the road with no weapons to throw it to. You're you're, you're in trouble. And, and another thing, you take a look at Tom Brady there. You know, you, exactly. He doesn't have the weapons. And let's, but I'm going to take a step back from that. Yes, he does have the weapons. They're just not as good as the weapons on the other side of the football. Um, so you got to look at it. Now, you know, they're not healthy or they don't have the weapons. Hey, this New England team, if I'm not mistaken, went 12-4 and four in the regular season, which I – completely predicted and we came up on the show on sunday yesterday and i said i don't care about all that is this what i'm going to see in the playoffs the same the same patriot football team that we've seen in the playoffs for the last six six to seven years yes now that being said when you have a randy moss a playmaker on your football team they made the best of it hey They made the best of what they had. Now this goes and sits firmly on the shoulders of the general manager of the New England Patriots, and that also happens to be one Bill Belichick, if I'm not mistaken. So, And if it's not Bill Belichick, he needs to be up on the phone and say, hey, can you please give me someone that Tom Brady can throw the freaking football to? And, and, that, and that's what it has to happen. In New England, you, you can say what you want, and they got all the Super Bowl rings, but the last six to seven years, what are we talking about New England? Being a great regular season football team, but not getting the job done in the playoffs. And just as I said it yesterday up on our show, until they get the win that gets them to the Super Bowl. I'm not even talking about winning the Super Bowl. I want to see them get to the Super Bowl. And when they get to the Super Bowl, then I'll talk about the New England Patriots being good postseason football team for the last six years. Until then, they're not. Yeah, they remind me of the San Antonio Spurs, Sonny. I mean, that team that's built for regular season success. But once they get to the the cream of the crop in the in the uh, in the West. It's just like they don't have enough superstars, young enough. Brady can't do it all by himself. Neither can Tim Duncan yep. or Tony Parker. You need you you have to have the talent, and that's what they don't have. And if you're New England and you don't go out in the first round and get a a wide receiver, which there's a lot of them, Sonny, they should be able to get a good receiver yep. in the first round. Then I'm just gonna quit watching them because they need somebody to catch the football. You could see Evans from Texas A&M, the big monster receiver being for New England. Man, Tom Brady would be 
so much better off. But, I mean, it takes more than that. Or but, how about the free agency? How about free agency? You yeah. think of the who doesn't want to play for the New England Patriots, for God's sake. They are the best regular season football team in NFL history in the last 10 years. Okay, so who doesn't want to play for that? You've got to pay them. And that's something that maybe that might be the problem. Now, Bill Belichick will get you there. What they do in the promised land is up to the people that are out on the football field. Now, granted, he yesterday he takes responsibility for what happened out on the football field. But let's just be honest, okay? Bill Belichick cannot make the players make plays. They need the players out on the football field. Hey, and you can say what you want about Bill Belichick, you know, speaking his mind and everything, but at the same time, he still put it back up on his shoulders as well. Uh, not when he, I, I, I watched the press conference last night. I didn't get a chance to watch the game live. I turned off all the radios until I got home until, and all of the TV shows until I got home and I could watch the game. And Bill Belichick, even in the post game, and came out and said, "Hey, I could have even done a better job." Every coach better be saying that. Um, so he did his job. He took the he took the rest. But let's just be honest: the players out on the football field are not there for New England, and they are there for you know the Broncos. Now, what did you think about his comments about Welker being a cheap shot that he went after? the defensive player for New England that was, or I can't think of his name, the guy hurt. Do you think Welker did that intentionally, or do you think it was a clean play? It, no, well, I don't. first of all, I don't think it was a clean play. Second of all, though, this sounds contradictory, I don't think he did it on purpose. Here's the thing. Out of all the people in the NFL that can say that that was a dirty play or shouldn't have been, it, the goal of of one head coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, who's the king of that play. He almost invented that play. The crossing play, and uh, oh, I accidentally hit this guy. Come on. I mean, come. Let, let's get serious. I mean, if Bill Belichick wants, wants me to believe that he's shocked by that play, Bill Belichick taught him how to do that play. Remember, Wes Welker, New England Patriot. Come on. I don't believe that for a second. Now, he had to answer the questions because guess what? They're all made to stand in front of the media. That one Marshawn Lynch knows that $50,000 lighter, he's got to get up there in front of it. But come on. If you think for one second Sonny Clark wants to believe that BS, I'm not falling for it. He can sit there and say whatever he wants to sound politically correct. But that play was almost directed, and guess what? Taught to one Wes Welker before he got out of a New England Patriot uniform. I ain't falling for it. That's a good point, Sonny. I, I never once thought about that. Never once until you just yep. said that. So, so that was that was a great point. I don't think Welker's a dirty player. And, and you know what? I don't At think all. he has any any hard feelings toward New England. Hell, he's in the Super Bowl right now. Nope. I mean, why, why does he have any bad yep. feelings? He's playing, for, he's playing with Peyton Manning and a better team in Denver than New England, so I don't think he would go out and – he doesn't seem to me – see, I look at the past history of players when something like this happens, and tell me if I'm wrong, Sonny, I never remember one time where Wes Welker did something to intentionally hurt someone. No, and here's another thing. If anything, and I haven't heard any different, and maybe it's because we have regular jobs and we can't spend all day on ESPN. Okay, so let me preface this, and if I miss something, Wes Welker, if anything, is probably grateful for what he's done in order for him, because let's be honest, Wes Welker was nobody before he got to New England. Okay, he's nobody. 
Okay, if it wasn't for New England, he wouldn't be playing in Denver for one of the best quarterbacks that ever played the football game. So I don't believe that stuff. I, I don't. I don't believe that for one second. Because let's be honest, no one was breaking down their doors to get Wes Welker in the NFL draft when he came out. Okay, it wasn't. Oh, oh God, we gotta have Wes Welker on this football team. No, he <laughs> came out of obscurity just much as anybody else on that football team that's catching the football team and. Tom Brady made him who he is, but guess what? Now he's got one Peyton Manning to even, you know, take it even further. I, I don't believe that for a second. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't think so. But it surprised me. Belichick seems to always be classy in losses, but to come out, if I was Belichick, yep. I would never, I would never even mention that. I would probably say. I need to go back and watch it. I haven't had a chance to watch it again. I mean, I'm, I hope he wouldn't do anything like that. But what do you think about his comments coming out and just saying it was the dirtiest play he's ever seen? Well, you see, and that was the part that he probably should have left out of his vocabulary. What he should have said and stopped was is he'll let the NFL handle it and let them determine any kind of punishment. But that last comment, he could have left out of the whole thing, <laughs> and still he would have looked like a superstar. Unfortunately, he took it one step too many, and just so he can you know, kind of support his guy on the defensive side of the ball, he took it that one step too far, at least in my personal opinion. Now, do I hold any grudge against what 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 he says. I mean, Bill Belichick, I'm not worried about what Bill Belichick says because normally he's on. But I think he still needed to protect his player. And I don't think if he was in his right mind or completely thinking, he probably said, whoop, did I just say that out loud? Just kind of like we do it, you know, you know in a laughing yeah. way. Um, oh, crap, I just said that out loud. And that's probably what he did, you know. And maybe not. Maybe he had intentions on calling them out just so he could show that he's protecting this guy. But I don't think even for a second Bill Belichick believes what he put out there. So that's just yet another thing out there. So it's really interesting. Good football game, though, by the way. And I say a good football, and I will say probably more cleaner than the one that we saw in the evening there, Tarvino, looking at that game in the evening. One thing that I've got to give the media and all the other people credit for. Now, granted, I haven't watched today. I only watched last night until about 1 o'clock in the morning. The one thing that I have not heard from the media, and I'm going to put it out there, um, and I normally don't do this. You want to talk about a team that got screwed on some calls out there on the football field yesterday? It was the San Francisco 49ers for crying out loud. Karma comes back to get you, Sonny, just like last yeah, week in Carolina. <laughs> you know, I, I don't get how San Francisco can recover a fumble and the guy's laying on the ground with the ball, he gets his leg mangled, and then and then all of a sudden they can't replay that. How is it they can replay everything, but they can't replay something like that? It's certain rules within the NFL that puts in for replay. And in my opinion, I don't understand replay anyway. If any, if nothing, if if certain things can't be put up underneath the scrutiny of instant replay, why even have it? Um, so th to me, it's dumb for you not to have yep. instant replay on anything that is an issue with the coach and that is, you know, a viable thing. And you know what? I, you know, you're right. Karma's a bitch. I mean, they went through all that last week. They put out the pushing and shoving and everything else. Now they got, they didn't get the calls. They were, Hey, say what you want. <laughs> and, home field. 
you make those calls on that home field, it's going to even be louder in that stadium. Um, so at the same time, the referees have, you know, they, you, gotta, you have to you know, put it to the referees at that point and say, wait. Now, the one play where the guy broke his, you know, his knee and everything else, that's a play that can't be reviewable. There was some other plays up on top of that were kind of crazy. But that play right there and a couple of other ones could have turned the tide of that whole football game, and it would have made it even better and po- quite possibly the 49ers out on top in that game as well. Well, it worked itself out, Sonny. If you remember, after after Seattle got the ball back, it should have been San Francisco's ball. They turned it over, and San Francisco, nobody scored, and I'm glad, because if Seattle would have punched that in or scored anything today, the only thing you would have uh-huh. heard, especially from San Francisco fans, which you are already, the referees cost us the game. So at least I can say the refs did not cost San Francisco the game on this. It worked itself out. Oh, no, that's Colin, the reason why they lost that football game, let's just be straight forth and honest, was Colin Kaepernick. I mean, you yep. know, he may have gotten them into the position, but at the same time he cost them the football game. You can't turn the football over three times in the fourth quarter against the Seattle Seahawks. I don't care what game it is. It's the Super Bowl playoffs or regular season. You can't do that against this football team. They will make you pay for it, and they did. And that's one of the things. So when I look at it, and then I also look at the other side, where were the wide receivers for the 49ers in this football team? What did he throw it for? I don't have the stats in front of me, but he sure in the heck didn't throw it for over 200 yards in this football game. Where were the wide receivers in this football game? And then the wide receiver, Michael Crabshee, Tree, you know, whatever was said before or whatever, Michael Crabtree hasn't done anything in the NFL to make him be that guy. And the fact that his coach pumps him up by saying he's the best, has the best hands in NFL history was the greatest joke ever put out there. <laughs> um, so, so you got to pump your guy up. But Michael Crabtree, he should have just kept his mouth shut before the game, during the game, and after the game because that guy doesn't have any place. And let's just put it out there. Sherman's done more out on the football field than Michael Crabtree has done. So that that within itself, you know, so I put it that way. I mean, does Crabtree have a place to be starting? Where were the wide receivers for the 49ers in this game? Well, I'm going to give you the numbers, Sonny. I do have them up. Neither quarterback to me. I mean, they, they both look terrible, but Kaepernick worse. He, yep. he was 14 of 24, 147 yards, and two picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, the picks mm-hmm. were in the fourth quarter, like you said. But but do you think San Fran was being, I guess, too conservative with Kaepernick early on? I No. Guess what? It was working. Look at the guy. Hey, say what you want, but guess what? The guy ran for how much? How many yards did he put up on the rushing yards? And most of that came in the first half. Whatever it was, most of it came in the first half. They went away from it. They took it away from Why? Because he went underneath center. And you take away that option of Colin Kaepernick ripping off the 20 or 30-yard dashes. Okay? So you take that away if he's underneath center. They moved away from that. That was probably one of the problems. But here's, a, here's something that... Let's go to that last play. Colin Kaepernick, okay, all I've been seeing in all the media is Colin Kaepernick. I'm sick of, actually sick of seeing him. Um, and, uh-huh. and never mind the kissing of the, the muscle. That drives me nuts. But i got a question <laughs> for you, and I want to pose this, and I'll put this to you. Was Colin Kaepernick so sick of uh, Sherman? Did he actually 
I think I think he was trying to put it to Sherman, and I think that's why he tried to force that ball over to Michael Crabtree. I think that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to do it on the last play of the game. He wanted to put it to, and I think he, I think this is all Colin Kaepernick. I think there were other options on that play as well because I looked at the play and I slowed it down and I stopped it. There were two other guys that were wide wide open in the in the end zone, but yet he wanted to force it into Crabtree. To did he try to put it down Mike Sherman's for our uh, Sherman's throat? Yeah, I mean Sherman did what he was supposed to do. He probably baited him all game, trash talking Kaepernick, and you know throughout the season they they hate each other. And then remember back before the yep. season when Kaepernick had the Miami Dolphins hat on, Sonny that ego he has, that he can do what he wants. You're exactly right. He got baited. Sherman baited him, yep. Sonny. Yes, all year long. I think he wanted to just stick it to Sherman and on the last play of the game and because there were other options out there. I'm sorry, there was. I saw the stop play, and I froze it. Now, look, and there's one, two, three other guys that are white, one that was still in the field of play but could possibly have scored, and two in the end zone. And he tried to shove it down Sherman's throat, and it came back. And not only that, I'm tired of hearing about how great the play was. He made a good play on a bad pass. Whoop-de-doo. Sherman's good. I don't want to put it out there. But he just made a good play on a bad pass. I'm talking if if that pass is about three or four inches higher, that's a touchdown, and San Francisco walks out there the winner of that football game, even with all the bad calls out on the football field. Yeah, sorry, Sonny. I no, had to get rid of some know. noise. I had to get rid of some noise real quick. No, I'm sorry. No, no, that's cool. I, I just, I, I there, you know, and we talked about it in my show before. The fact, the fact of the matter is, the 49ers should have used Michael Crabtree as a red herring in that whole game instead of going to him. That, that, you know, he had no business. The guy was injured, and he didn't even play the week before that very well. So you've got to use this guy. Now, granted, you got you can't during the the first half of the game, and maybe in the third and half of the first fourth quarter, you know, maybe throw it to him. But at the end of the game, you use him as a red herring instead of the guy. Hey, this is the guy we're going to go to. I think it was a huge mistake. It was bad play calling, and it was also a bad decision by Crabtree. So or um. Kaepernick. So Kaepernick has turned into Capper Pick now. He has. And Sonny, look at the total yards in this game. Three oh eight for both teams. And 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 I'll tell you what concerns me. Kaepernick was a leading rusher with a hundred and nine yards or excuse me, hundred and thirty yards on eleven carries. But the next leading rusher for San Francisco, three carries for sixteen yards. Where was the San Francisco running yeah. game? I think that that's what killed him. Oh, absolutely, because they – here's the thing. It, it, you're not going to get past that first wave of the defense with Frank Gore. I'm sorry, you're not. He's old. I mean, you say what you want. It hasn't been the greatest thing in the last three years. I mean, so the San Francisco 49ers are not afraid of – or the uh, Seahawks are not afraid of Frank Gore. I don't think anybody has been afraid of Frank Gore. Oh, yeah, he'll rip one off for 20 yards here and there. But as a whole, you're not worried about Frank Gore going into this football game. So that wasn't – you're absolutely right. That's another thing when you looked at this football game, you were thinking, why would you worry about it? Now, when you look at this game, too, I'll put this one out to you. I've never heard of it. And maybe there's a first time for everything. So I'll put it this way, but I'm old school. I want to see it first before I'll believe it. 
But when you throw the football, and, and how many yards did, since you got the stats up there, how many yards did um, um, Russell Wilson throw the football for? Russell Wilson threw the ball. He threw for 215 yards, uh, 16 of 25, a touchdown, no interceptions. That's not going to get the job done in the Super Bowl. That set alone might just tell you exactly where it's going to go out now. Now, granted, they get a Denver defense that is not as good, but let me tell you something. It's really simple. They're not going to get that 60-yard bomb okay, that they get on a free play that scores the touchdown, um, which was a good call, and it was the right idea for him to do. Throw it up, find out who comes up with it. I, I don't find anything wrong with that. And a lot of experts are, you know, kind of bashing that play. It was a perfect play, it, and I'm going to tell you the way I look at it. Peyton Manning would have done it. So guess what? It's a good enough play for me. Um, everybody's going that was stanky. But listen, you've got to throw in the Super Bowl, I think if you're a quarterback, you got to average, you got to put that ball in the air. You can't depend upon your legs at the quarterback position because guess what? When we look back upon the history of the Super Bowl and the quarterbacks that are one are not quarterbacks that run the football. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't want to make it that simplistic, but you're not going to see Peyton Manning run the ball for 80 yards in a football game. No, he's going to throw <laughs> for 400 and, you know, put that thing in your nest and sit on the edge. And that's, you know, and I hate to be that simplistic, but that's the way I look at the Super Bowl as of right now. Of course, I'm going to break down other things to come up with a conclusion. But just looking at that stat right there, and it wouldn't matter if the 49ers won. The Broncos were going to win the football game because Kaepernick is the same guy as almost Russell Wilson is at the same point. Yeah, you're right. But but you asked me a question earlier about the where did the San Francisco receivers go I think, Sonny, and this is my opinion, what happened to them against Seattle is what they did to Carolina last week. All the trash talk to get in Carolina's head. I think Seattle got into the head of the receivers because I don't know if you remember, there were some dropped easy passes in that game that should have been caught. What surprised me, Anquan Bolden was one of them. He had 53 yards yes. on five reception, and Crabtree had four receptions for 52 yards. Well, that's not going to get it done mm-hmm. on the road, Sonny. I'm sorry. That's not going to get it done any time in, in a big-time game. Absolutely, and especially Anquan Bolden. Why Anquan Bolden was not in that huddle, I've watched this as well. And if you get an opportunity, if you taped it, you get an opp- oh, hold on, let me hit this button here. I can't be on this page because it will make some noise. All right, if you look back at that game and you'll take a look at it, look where Anquan Bolden is as far as the huddle is concerned. I want you, if you got an opportunity to go back, this guy was in the middle of the huddle. He was on the outside looking in. Anquan Bolden should have been right next to Colin Kaepernick going, get me the ball. And that wasn't happening out there. And guess what? Sherman wasn't on Bolden either. Guess what? You know, me, I thought the number one wide receiver on the football field for the San Francisco 49ers was Anquan Bolden. And then Michael Crabtree at number two, if not possibly number three, depending on what you think about the tight end position. So Crabtree should have been the number three option on any play, never mind the one that could win the football game for you. Where was Anquan Bolden? He wasn't in the face of Kaepernick saying, hey, listen, I'm a Super Bowl winner. Are you? Oh, that's right. No, I beat you last year. Give me the ball. And and that didn't happen. Where was Vernon Davis, Sonny? I mean, the guy that talks like he's the best. Absolutely. No catching. No, I I, I just don't. What did he do? I mean, if if he's going to be paid and regarded as the best tight end, you have to step up in big games. And maybe it was him not getting open, or maybe Kaepernick 
is not a polished enough quarterback because if you know if first option is going for Kaepernick, he just ducks down and runs with it. And that's the difference between Peyton Manning. He's not running it like you said. He's going to hit his third, fourth, fifth option. If you give him time, it doesn't matter. And that's where the difference is going to be. I think Russell Wilson is the same type of quarterback as Kaepernick. They're going to take away his first option, and then they're going to force him to run. They're going to put a spy on him. I just don't see Seattle being that effective against Denver. And look at this, and I look at it this way. Let's just say, for argument's sake, that Russell Wilson could find his second option or third option. Peyton Manning can find his fourth and fifth. Okay, so <laughs> at any given point, he knows where they are. He, the fact of the matter is, he's a smarter quarterback. And, and right now, and I'm going to tell you, and I, I, this sounds completely horrible, and I mean no disrespect out of the San Fran, or the Seattle Seahawks. They're not going to be in Seattle at this football game. They're going to be in New York. That's number one. Number two, guess what? Okay. I think this is going to be a blowout. I, I really do. I think Peyton Manning is just going to tear this defense up. I, and that's just off of just quick things of just what I saw yesterday compared. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if the Broncos played the Seahawks, yeah, they would have put some pressure on them. Yeah, they might have been able to get to them. But I'm going to tell you right now, the difference in quarterback and how the job gets done, that falls within Peyton Manning's hand. And guess what? We can, And I'll, I'll even call it in Cuervo. You're not allowed to steal my sh- thunder on the show at 5 o'clock, okay? Um, but guess what? I think Peyton Manning, quite possibly, if he gets the football ring, can be considered one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the football game. And then you can't question whether or not, because he's got two rings. That's respectful enough. I mean, he's got enough of his brother so he can shut that 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 absurd um, comparison of who's the better quarterback. So, you know, that, that that whole thing could be put to rest, and then we can consider Peyton Manning one of the best to ever play the game. And here's just one other thing. They win the Super Bowl. We don't see Peyton Manning next year. That's just a, uh, what I put out there. Yeah, I think Peyton's smart enough, Sonny, to to be a winner in the Super Bowl, to get that second ring. And, and you know, to Go me, out Peyton on high Manning has, <laughs> he has more than life. I mean, he seems like a balance. I'm not a balanced guy, but I'm sure family is important to him and quality of life. Well, he wins that ring and comes back next year and say he sucks it up, stinks it up. Then he's going to be looking like Brett Favre. I mean, go out on top. That's what you want to do. Go out yep. when, when when you can't do anything better. And you know, Nick, it's hard to repeat in the NFL. He wins this. He'll probably yep. never get to play for another Super Bowl again. So take it and, and run with it. Take all those millions of dollars. Have, go on to CBS or Fox and be an analyst like all these other guys do and, and make a paycheck. But get away from playing the football. Hell, he don't even need to do that. All that guy has to do is make a commercial. I mean, and not only that, he's entertaining. I've seen him on, on Saturday Night Live. He's funny. His commercials. He's funny. He's a funny dude, man. And and that's that's another thing. That's you know, when you when you've got that going on it's good. Now, obviously the big story that's out there, you know, Tarvino is Sherman, okay? You know, we we've been kinda of chatting a little bit back and forth, so just to reveal a little bit, we we've we've seen what he did to Skip Bayless, tried to embarrass him on national T V. Okay, and I say tried. I don't think he succeeded. If anything, he made himself look like the bigger idiot than he already is. Um, take away from that, there's just one thing that Skip Bayless has said, in the, and I'll give him credit for saying it, but it's the same thing. This guy will come out there and say, you know, guess what? My numbers speak for themselves. 
And the answer to that is obviously they don't, or you wouldn't be running your mouth the way it is. They, the, 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 the numbers and your play out on the field doesn't speak for itself. You have to speak for the numbers on there because you think, and this is what this is boiling down to, especially some of the stuff I heard last night, is, is that this poor young man is not being respected enough. He was from Compton, and he went to Stanford. Oh, you know, and he's the best shutdown corner in the NFL. He's not getting respected. Once you play that respect card, I lose all respect for you. And that's what it is. And, and here's the thing. And Skip Bayless you know, says it right. You know what? Once you don't let the play out on the football field speak for the volumes that you have, and he could this could have been a very easy thing. Guess what? Walk off the field and not say a word and let that play. Even though it was a good play. And let that be your legacy, walking off that football field. Instead, you had to make it about you. You had to make it about... Sherman, not the Seattle Seahawks, and I'm telling you right now, Peyton Manning is foaming at the mouth to get to this guy, whether he throws it that way or he doesn't. Man, you know, what made it worse, look, okay, you toot your own horn. Everybody's sick of hearing it. It caught me off guard, Sonny, because I've never seen anybody trash the way he trashed Michael Crabtree, and I don't know what Crabtree said to him. We don't know what happened in between the lines, but you're right. You have a chance to make a great play and go off and be remembered for that, but now you're going to be remembered for the guy that was just a total jackass on national TV yep. to Eric Andrews. And, and, look, you know, he always says, let the numbers speak for themselves, like you said. He always says that. Well, he's the one running his mouth. He won't let the numbers speak for themselves. He tells everybody to exactly. look at the numbers, but he, but he won't shut up, Sonny. And I thought it was funny last night because it caught me off guard, you know. I mean, I'm just sitting there watching it, and he just blows up like this is Booker T in the WWE or something. But it was. (laughs) He's supposedly smart. He should be smarter than this, wouldn't you think? I'm granted, he's the second-year guy. He's 25 years old. I mean, he can't be the only one in this camp saying, you know, you might want to tone it down a little bit. And if he is the only one in this camp that says, let's make it louder, he's just the guy that doesn't understand what, what people such as me and such as you respect. We respect what you put out on the field. And I can't even imagine how much more accolades that we would be talking about Sherman if he would have just walked off the field and left it alone. And I'm telling you right now, this was his time to shine. And he decided to take a shining star moment and then have it just blow out just because he opened his mouth. He blew out the, the flame from the candle because his mouth was going so much it blew out the flame. And that's what ended up happening here. And we won't be able to remember him for that play. We'll only remember him for his BS that he pulled after the end of the football game. Well, where does Pete Carroll come into this? Is he going to sit him down? Because, I mean, he's had a chance. After, if I'm Pete Carroll, after he did that to Skip Bayless and did that, if I'm GM or whatever, I'm telling the guy, look, you're going to keep your mouth shut if you're going to be here. You're great. We love you. But you're going to have to shut up. You're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing this team. And, and now everybody thinks the Seahawks is a joke because of this guy. And, and if Peyton Manning carves him up, Sonny, I have a feeling this Sherman guy could disappear. He could be the Brian Bosworth where Bo Jackson ran him over. He was the man running his mouth, always intimidating people, and then he went into retirement right after that. What if Peyton Manning makes him look silly 
I mean, how many people in the country are going to attack this guy? Well, if you're Pete Carroll, okay, as the guy who used to work for people and as the guy who does that that work for me, okay, so I can see it on both sides of it. And I I work with the people that work for me, okay? One of the biggest things that would come out of this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is being a, a person who works for someone. Sometimes in your mind, don't you think, what, what's not broken, why fix it? And that might be the case in Pete Carroll here. You, you know, I, I don't know. Pete Carroll, he's a jerk. I mean, I think a lot of people already know he's an idiot, a jerk on himself. But at the <laughs> same time, if you're Pete Carroll, do you really want to – I mean, will we'll, talking to Sherman right now, how will that benefit you going into this last game of the season? It's not. It's going to back up anything. It's going to cause a rift. And then that's another thing that they're going to talk about on, you know, the, the pregames up for the two weeks before we get to Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. And then that's going to be the story. No, I think if you're Pete Carroll, you just say, you know what, what's not broken, let's not try to fix it, or at least let's not try to fix it right now. Okay, you know, you know, if we get in there and win the Super Bowl, if you're if you're Pete Carroll, I don't think you say anything to Sherman because guess what? It's all about the results that are out on the football field. And let's face it, no coach gets fired because of antics from their players out on the football field, especially if they win. Uh, Pete Carroll is like, you know what? If that's what motivates you and that's what gets you for us to win football games, especially going into the Super Bowl, I'm not going to say anything to pick, piss off Richard Sherman before going into that Super Bowl. Never mind Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey, I, I, I hope I hope Champ Bailey is quiet as can be up until the Super Bowl. I hope he doesn't get involved with all this nonsense. I, I hope that Champ Bailey can shut them down and shut them up and him walk out with the Super Bowl ring as well. So it's a double shout-out. Champ Bailey gets a Super Bowl ring and Peyton Manning shuts him up. It's a bitch slap times two in reality if that ends up happening. Well, Sonny, I'm only going to be able to stay a couple more minutes, and I know y'all are going to do a show in just a few hours. But my question to you before we go is, is Sherman the best? I mean, in your opinion, is he the best corner? Is he better than Revis out there? Has he? I just don't know. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, listen, if you, if you don't listen to the antics after all of this and you can just watch film, and I'll be the first to admit it. I hate this guy, but right now, as of today, he's the best cornerback in the uh, in the NFL. And I hate to admit that because I don't like it. But here's one thing that to keep in mind, though, and this goes to what he talks about afterwards. Okay, I'm going to name some names from you that I know you know of. So I'm going to name these names. Have you ever heard of Larry Allen? Yes. Cedric Sabalos. Yes. Tyson Chandler. Yes. How about Anthony Munoz? I've heard the name, yes. Anthony Munoz, okay. I'm sure you heard of Eddie Murray, B.J. Raji, Greg Townsend, Bryant Westbrook, Marcellus Wiley, okay? And then I'm going to throw in two more, three more, okay? One of them is Pete Rozelle. And then the other one is um, both President Bushes. They all have something in common. Believe it or not, they're all from Compton. Now, 
you say, hold on, Bushes? No, the Bushes spent one year in Compton, okay? <laughs> then they realized we got to get the hell out of here. But, hey, they were there, okay? They were there for a year. But those other names that I'm talking about, guess what? They all lived in Compton, okay? Do any of those guys have the reputation that Richard Sherman has as far as being a talker? No, no. he doesn't. And guess what? They don't have that reputation, and the reason why is, is that they, they play the game with respect and respect the other people that are playing the game instead of using intimidation and embarrassment to try to get a leg up. And that's the difference between being the classy or being a thug. And that's the reason why Richard Sherman isn't liked, okay? You look at it, all those names that I mentioned, are these, these guys are classy guys, okay? Now, you can argue, well, you know, they were never the best in the world at what they do. Well, Serena Williams and Venus Williams are also from Compton. You don't hear them going off like that. It's just a matter of how you present yourself. And guess what? And, I'll, and I don't even care who he is. If I had the opportunity... To talk to Richard Sherman, I'd turn away, I'd walk up to him and turn around and walk away. It's because I don't want to be known like that. I, I, and I put my what, uh, kind of people that I like to be around, I kind of like the people I'm around. And it, it, it's, not, it's not Richard Sherman type. Yeah, I mean, he just rubs me the wrong way, too. And I know Cuervo loves him and everything, and I thought it was great last night just at first, but... The more you think about it, the more, I mean, he's going to regret this one day. And it might not be this year. It may not be five years from now. But, Sonny, one day he's going to look back and his kids are going to see this. And he's going to regret ever doing something like this. I hope so. And that's the only thing you can do is hope, as me being a 47-year-old man, okay, and looking back up on the 25-year-old. Hey, believe me, I look back on my age at 25-year-old, I was dumb as a rock. I thought I knew everything. And guess what? Richard Sherman is not much different than I was when I was 25 years old, okay? Not, you know, Granny's got more money and everything, but as far as brains, I'm tired of hearing about how gr- smart this guy is because guess what? If he was as smart as everybody says that he is, he wouldn't even be involved with this kind of nonsense in the first place. He would be, quote-unquote, smarter than this. He, it, this should be this kind of nonsense that he pulls out should be completely beneath him. But guess what? It's not beneath him. Matter of fact, he lives and dies by it. Hey, to each his own, But and granted, he's got the money and everything else, but it's just do you want to be known as. Do you want to be known as a great football player, or do you want to be annoying as, known as an annoying player Pain in the butt. And granted, I agree with you. Brian Bosworth, his name just kind of sticks right there with you, right? I agree with you. Yeah, well, Sonny, anything else you want to cover before we move on, before we go? No, I'm not. Yeah, nope, that's it. You know, I just wanted to be able to give you the opportunity. We're going to do it again. You'll probably, if anybody's listening to this show, don't listen to the 430 show on the couch. It'll probably be all the same. So don't give it away to Cuervo, but I wanted to make sure you got the opportunity to go up there and speak a little bit. All right, buddy. Thanks for thanks for being with me today, and uh, we'll see you tonight. You and our, reg- I our regular show. <laughs> no, that's, I wanted you to, man. I needed you to. <laughs> but our regular show is going to be Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. We missed last night, but thanks, Sonny. We I really had a blast today. You bet, and uh, and we'll be on. Uh, we're go- we're gonna do it at four o'clock central, so it'd be five o'clock your time. And I'm actually going to go set set the show up now. All right. Well, take care. Look forward to seeing you again.
Have a good one, my friend. All right, you too, brother. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.